Hey, hey, party people. I'm your host, Taylor Ryan, owner and lead planner at Lemons and Willow Event Management. With a decade of experience in catering, venue management, HR, and wedding planning, I'm here each week with industry friends to answer questions from real couples about how to tackle the unexpected things that pop up when planning a wedding. I'm here to make sure you feel heard in your planning journey, and I'm bringing along some of the best wedding pros in the industry to offer insight and wisdom to help you along the way. We're all here to help you have the wedding day you've always dreamed of and avoid the big mistakes we've seen over the years. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Days and Engaged. I'm your host, Taylor, and today's episode is a little different. After last week's episode where we had Mark Wheeler, the producer of Wedding Festivals on, we discussed how to get the most out of bridal shows. And today I thought it would be a good opportunity to dive into those consultation call conversations a little bit more than we have in the past. Because sometimes when you get home from a bridal show or you've been doing all that research on the internet, you need tangible steps to be able to sit down and talk to those vendors and get a productive conversation out of it to make sure you're booking the right person. Every year, I write an article for North Carolina Bridal Magazine, and in 2022, I wrote an article titled, Six Questions to Ask Your Vendors Before Booking. And today, instead of taking questions from couples, I wanted to talk in depth about those six things you need to ask and why they're so important. You all have heard me go on and on and probably on about consultation calls, but if today is your first time tuning in, let me reiterate quickly why you need to make sure to talk to someone before booking them. So number one, you need to make sure they're a real person and not some scammer from the internet. In this day and age, unfortunately, you go on Facebook and you you ask about, I need a photographer or a videographer, and you get 300 comments. And That is a lot to sort through just to begin with, but you never know if somebody is a real person and if it's a real business or not. You're spending money that you've never spent before on a service you've probably never booked before. And you need to make sure that before you give somebody money, you need to make sure they're legit and know what they're talking about. Number two, you need to look at these vendors as your coworkers, not as service providers. Let me explain why. Y'all are planning this wedding together, and if you don't get along or your personalities clash, you need to move along and find someone else because there are too many vendors out there that can become your friend and make your planning process fun for you to be booking someone you don't like. So consultation calls are so important because you need to make sure that you're going to get along. The third reason you need to make sure to talk to someone before booking is you need your questions answered that are specific to you and your wedding. You can look at FAQ pages or social media accounts, and although those are really good first indicators, your wedding is unique, and you need to make sure that they can provide what you specifically need. So you can read through reviews, you can read through their packages and their About Me page. That is a great place to start. But if you don't actually talk to them, you're not going to know if they fit your specific needs because every single wedding is different. As vendors, we very much pride ourselves on being able to be professional and execute our service every weekend, but every single job's totally different. That's why we spend so much time trying to get to know you as a couple and what you are wanting for your wedding before we get to wedding day. 90% of the work that's done for a wedding is done way before the actual wedding day. And if you're not talking to someone up front and making sure that they understand what you're looking for, you might get halfway through the planning process and realize that they can't provide what you need. 
and you've already put down money with this person. They've already blocked it off on their calendar. And you might either be stuck with that person or stuck losing a deposit. So making sure that you go through all of those questions and are very specific about what you want for your wedding is super important on those initial consultation calls. Because if you don't, you might end up with somebody that can't do what you're asking for. And that would honestly suck. (laughs) Like it would be really bad to get to wedding day, not having full confidence in whoever's there, knowing that they're going to be able to provide what you're asking for. Because as a couple, you've got enough on your plate going into wedding day. You need to be able to walk in that door on wedding day with not a care in the world because you have 100% confidence that your wedding vendor team is going to take care of you. And the last reason you definitely need to make sure you are getting on those consultation calls, you can feel a red flag over the phone. So if a conversation feels off, chances are that person might be off and it might not be a good fit. So that's why we need to go ahead and just start with consultation calls. If you ever have a vendor saying that they don't do consultation calls, red flag, pass. You do not want to work with that person because if they take their business seriously, they're going to want to talk to you and make sure it's a good fit because most vendors, we are very proud of our businesses and we also work for ourselves because I'm going to be honest with you. One of the best perks of owning your own business is making sure that you can work with people you actually like every weekend. I'm very selective on the couples I take because I, I left a corporate job because I didn't like the people I worked with. You know, I get the option to work with people I get along with, people I love and adore and can like be a hundred percent invested in for their wedding day. And if a vendor says they don't want to talk to you before booking, that's a huge red flag. That means that they are not in this business for the right reasons. So conversations are a great place to start to make sure that their heart's in it for the right reason, that they know what they're talking about and that they can give you what you need. So now that we have all of that established, let's get into these six things you need to ask on those calls. So I'm going to put myself in your shoes for a second. I just got home from a bridal show and I have some vendors that I like, or I've done a bunch of research on the internet and I have a list of vendors that I want to talk to. After you establish that they are available for your date and able to work at your venue, here are the next things you need to talk about. Number one, how much are your packages and fees? This is your first question. I know it can be awkward discussing finances, but you don't want to waste your time talking to someone that you cannot afford. Most vendors have gotten to the point where they will list pricing on their website, but you've got to pay attention because a lot of those are starting at prices. So you know, some of those starting at prices might just be the basics and not all the bells and whistles. So you need to know exactly what they are charging up front. When I first started, I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. I was scared to put my prices on my website and all that did for me was consultation calls that lasted 30 minutes. And then at the end, them realizing that they couldn't afford it. And so now I'm very upfront with my pricing and That will help you weed out vendors that are not in your price range. And also that kind of just takes all of that pressure off at the very beginning, because if it's not on their website and it's somebody that you love and really want to work with, when you get on that call, first question, how much are your packages and fees? If it's too expensive, you can just say, I'm so sorry, 
that's out of my price range. And then that's the end of it. You move on to the next person. You also need to make sure you're asking if these vendors have any travel fees, any taxes on top of that price, or any service charges on top of their package pricing. A lot of caterers will charge taxes and service charges. Most caterers charge like an 18% service fee, and that goes towards paying their staff. Depending on what state you're in, some services have to charge tax, some don't. So make sure that you know upfront 100% what you're going to be paying. This way, you both know that they're in your price range before starting a lengthy conversation. If you really love this vendor and you really want to work with them, like let's say you met them at a bridal show, you think they're just amazing, 100% who you want to work with, and they might be a little bit over your budget. Ask if they have any customization options. Some vendors will be able to take things out. I don't know if you guys listened to the episode where Paperboys, the photography and videography company were on, they were on the podcast a while back and said that they can take things like drone footage or hours of time on site to accommodate a budget. Some photographers, they might have engagement sessions as part of their packages and might be able to take that out to lower the price. Let your vendor know where you stand on your budget and if certain packages are out of your price range or not something you need so you can focus on what you need to during the call. For example, if somebody has five different packages, they start at $1,000 and the highest one is $10,000. Let them know up front, our maximum budget is $5,000. So we don't need to talk about those top three packages that are over $5,000 because that's out of our range. Let's talk about what you offer within our budget. These can be quick calls, you guys. They can be super straight to the point, but you have to be honest because we don't know what your budget is. We have our pricing because that's what our time and experience and service is worth, but we don't know if our packages are going to fit your needs based on price. So you have to tell us. When you're asking a vendor to say, oh, I want something affordable, that is not helpful. We are affordable. We wouldn't put that price if we didn't think it was affordable. That's what our time and expertise is worth to us. If it's out of your budget, then you need to find somebody who's within your budget. But do not be shy to have those money conversations. Number two, the second question you need to be asking, can you send me a link to your portfolio? You should definitely be doing some of this research prior to the call. If this vendor has a website or social media, definitely do your due diligence and creep on those profiles, get a good idea of their work and make sure it looks like something you're actually interested in. But also remember that most vendors use their websites as a best of the best highlight reel, and they may have a more extensive range of options or abilities that aren't highlighted on their websites. This is really important when you are booking a photographer, videographer, hair and makeup artist, and bakery especially. You need to make sure that their style fits your vision and that they can do what they say they can. You can see one picture of a cake on Instagram and think, oh my gosh, this is the best cake baker I've ever seen. They're amazing. They can do anything. If you don't go look at the rest of their page, that might be one cake that came out good out of a hundred that didn't come out good. <laughs> I mean, that's not normally the case, but it could be, especially when vendors are spending money on paid ads to get, you know, certain products in front of you. It's because that's the best of their work. You need a full vision of what they can do. So make sure that you are looking at it and seeing the whole range. 
especially with photographers and videographers, a lot of times you will see like just couple shots on their Instagram or just detail shots. Like, you know, those are the things that most people kind of focus on, but you want to make sure you're asking to see things like their family formals, their bridal party formal shots, reception details, kind of to get a full vision of what your whole gallery is going to look like instead of just one tiny portion of your photos, because they could be really good at couple photos, but the rest of the day just looks like a hot mess because it's totally different to be able to post someone and take a still picture versus capturing candid moments like dancing at the reception or cake cutting. So make sure that you're seeing the whole thing and that way you can kind of get a solid idea of whether you like the way the entire gallery looks or not. And if you don't, that's okay. Again, move on to somebody else. There is a vendor out there for you. I promise you don't have to go with the first person you talk to. Today's episode of the Days and Engaged podcast is brought to you by the Southern Charm Bridal Show. You are invited to our specialty bridal show on February 25th, 2024 from 1 to 4 p.m. at Southern Charm Events in Rock Hill, South Carolina. With over 40 of the Charlotte and Rock Hill area's best vendors there, you are sure to find the wedding vendors you've been looking for. From catering and photography to tuxes and hair and makeup, the Southern Charm Bridal Show is your one-stop shop for all things wedding planning. Grab your free tickets now on Eventbrite or pay $5 admission at the door. We can't wait to meet you. Number three, how will payments be broken down? This will help you know when a payment is due and how they expect to be paid so that there's no surprises. Again, I know money conversations are awkward, but this is super, super important. Most vendors are going to take a retainer to secure your date and require the rest at a later time. You need to know how much that retainer fee is going to be to get you on their books. You need to know how payment's going to be taken. Um, red flags here, <laughs> cash only or things like cash app are a little bit of red flags because most professionals will at a minimum have a business Venmo account, or they'll be able to send you an invoice with an online payment link. Some vendors might offer discounts for paying with a check to avoid like online processing fees for cards, or, you know, you might be able to pay with ACH versus a card to avoid those processing fees, but just make sure that there's a paper trail to show that you paid because if you are just meeting somebody and giving them cash and they don't write you a receipt or anything, that's free money. They don't have to report that. You don't have any proof that you paid that. So please, please, please make sure you're asking, how am I going to pay you? Like what kind of receipts am I going to get? How is that paper trail going to be recorded? This again will help you avoid those vendors who are not legitimate professionals because most vendors want that paper trail as protection on their sake. Most professional vendors are going to have a solid way to take payment. And that is a question they should be expecting on consultation calls. So don't feel awkward about asking that because you also need to know going into that, how you're going to budget out your payments to this person. If they're requiring all up front, that's going to be a huge chunk of change coming out of your pocket today or in the next week. For example, I take a 25% deposit to book the date. The rest of it's broken into two different payments that are the same amount. One's due at the midway point between now and the wedding. And then one is due two weeks before the wedding. That's pretty typical. A lot of vendors will just take like a 50% security deposit and the rest is due the week of the wedding. 
Some people don't require payment until the day of, which if you're a vendor listening and you don't take any payment until the day of the wedding, please don't do that because there's a good chance you're not going to get paid. At least have it due a week beforehand. Number four, where are your reviews posted? Be sure that, again, you're doing your due diligence to see what past clients and other vendors have to say about this person and their work. Whether it is Facebook reviews, Google reviews, Yelp, you can look on their website to read their reviews, but be very weary of that because a vendor could make reviews up and just type it and put it on their website. I'm not saying people do that, but they could. And again, we're trying to make sure you get professional people. So they need to have somewhere where you can follow and show that like real people have been writing reviews. For example, all mine are on Facebook. So if somebody wants to read my reviews, I just direct them to my Facebook page. A lot of vendors have Google reviews. Some people have them on the knot or wedding wire, depending on where they advertise. So you should be able to look in at least one place, if not two or three, to see where people have reviews and what others are saying about them. I've said this before and I'll say it again. Do not let one bad review sway you away from a vendor. Bridezillas exist. (laughs) They will come after a vendor over the silliest things because people really only write reviews when they are super happy or super ticked off. So you need to make sure that you're taking those bad reviews with a grain of salt. If there's 50 bad reviews, you might want to stay away from that vendor. If there's one out of a hundred, like 99 of them are singing praises and telling you how great this vendor is and how seriously they take their work and what a good job they do. And then there's one bad review that's like 10 pages long. Chances are the person who wrote the review was the problem and not the vendor. (laughs) Um, So just take those with a grain of salt and make sure that you are reading them as a full picture and not just reading one or two and taking that as gospel truth. Have you been listening to the podcast thinking, man, I wish I could just sit down with someone like this and ask all my wedding planning questions at once? Well, guess what, friend? It's your lucky day. Lemons and Willow Event Management is now offering wedding consulting to anyone. This is a low commitment planning session where you pay $150 for one hour of planning advice. You bring all your questions, a cup of coffee, and we sit down virtually and tackle each question one by one over the course of an hour. You can book this service from anywhere at a time that's convenient for you. And the best part is you're not committing to hiring a planner just yet if you're not ready, but you still have access to professional advice. If you'd like to book a call today, head over to www.lemonsandwillowevents.com, click on the packages and pricing tab, and scroll to the bottom where it says wedding consulting. You can book a call straight from the website. We look forward to tackling your planning questions together. Your fifth question that you are going to ask your vendors, will you have anyone assisting you? You need to know this for a couple different reasons. One, you want to make sure you include them in your vendor meal count if necessary going to go off on a little sidebar here. Please feed your vendors. They are working a eight hour to 15 hour wedding day, depending on what they're doing there. There might be a couple of vendors who are only there for a couple hours that say they don't need a meal and that's fine, but you need to plan on feeding the people who are there all day. Your planner, photographer, videographer, DJ, caterers take care of their teams nine times out of 10. You need to feed your bartenders. Make sure you are counting them in your meal count because they are there all day and have no option to leave. So 
vendors will either say, you can include us in your meal count or you can give us an hour off to go find food. Do you really want your photographer to leave for an hour and miss something important? Just add them to the meal count. Anyways, will you have anyone assisting you? Back to that question. (laughs) You want to make sure that this vendor has enough hands to complete the job in the amount of time given. This is super, super important when you are booking caterers, bartenders, hair and makeup artists, and photographers, depending on the size of your wedding. Some vendors have different levels of packages that may include different team sizes on site on wedding day. I'm giving a lot of examples from my own business today, but I just want you guys to understand like a little bit how it works from vendor to vendor. For example, my two top tier packages have an assistant on site in addition to the event lead that's there. My month of package is just one event lead on site, but that's because my month of package is only available for guest counts of 150 or less because one of us can candle a wedding of 150 or less. But when it gets bigger than that, the needs and the logistics of the day exponentially increase. So at least one assistant's going to be on site for any wedding that's over 150 people. So depending on the size of your wedding and the needs, you may want to ask about adding additional help to that vendor's team. A prime example of this is hair and makeup. One stylist can typically handle like five or six girls, either hair or makeup, if you have an afternoon wedding. But when you have a large bridal party, like upwards of 10 plus people getting hair and makeup done, there's probably a need to have more than one of each kind of stylist to make sure that everyone gets done on time, especially if you are planning on doing pictures before the ceremony. You need to talk to your planner and your stylist and your photographer about pre-ceremony timelines early. So, you know, six months out to no later than three months out in the planning process, just in case you need to add additional help. If you wait until two weeks before the wedding and realize, oh my gosh, I've got 14 bridesmaids, they all have long, thick hair, and we only have four hours for hair and makeup, and there's only one person coming, that stylist is probably not going to have time to add anyone, and you might just have to drop services. Make sure you're talking to them as early as possible, because if you talk to them at a minimum of three months out, they've got time to add additional people. Otherwise, they might send those people to other events. So you need to make sure that you are asking those questions on consultation calls based on how big your wedding is going to be. Another big one about um, the amount of people there is catering. Good grief, you would not believe how many weddings I've had where there's almost 200 people and they have a buffet and there's like two people serving the buffet and it takes almost an hour to get everybody fed. There is no sense in that. It's not rocket science to figure out when you need additional hands on something, but if you're having a hard time figuring out, you know, should I add additional help? Should I add a second shooter? Should I ask the caterer to add more people to their team? Do I need to ask hair and makeup? Ask for an additional call if you've already booked them and just talk through your concerns. Be like, hey, I do have 10 bridesmaids and... I noticed there's only one of you on the contract. Are you bringing help? And if not, can you? Because I want to get pictures done all before the ceremony at four o'clock and we can't get into the venue until nine. One person's not going to be able to take care of hair and makeup for 10 people in that time frame. They're going to need help. So if you are concerned about it, make sure you're voicing those concerns. Advocate for yourself. Advocate for your timeline. Advocate for what you need. 
and be honest with your vendors. Again, we are here to help you. We want to do a good job. We want to be there for you. But we can't do anything if you don't tell us what's going on and what you need. And then your last question that you need to make sure you are asking on these calls, what are our next steps to book with you? If you found that perfect match vendor, they check all the boxes, they are vibing with you, they've got a good attitude, you feel confident in them and what they're doing, ask them what you need to do to seal the deal on your call. Don't wait and follow up because if you wait a week after that call, that is a window of time that they have to book somebody else for that. We do not know if you want to move forward unless you tell us. And then please, 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 soapbox of life. Be sure to get a contract in writing of what services they are providing, how much it's going to cost, the date and the venue listed. This is going to ensure you're both on the same page. Be sure to ask also when you're going to receive that contract, when it's going to be due, if the payment schedule is going to be broken down in the contract, and how do you need to sign it and get it back to them. Remember my number one rule. What is my number one rule? If you don't have a contract, you don't have a vendor. <laughs> And if they are unable to give you a contract, tell them that you're unable to book them unless you have it in writing because they are not legally obligated to be there unless you have it in writing. I will say that every episode for the rest of my life until the day I die. If you don't have a contract, you don't have a vendor. So make sure that you ask them on that call when you're getting that contract. And if they say they can't give you one, tell them you can't book them. I don't care how much you love that person and how good you think they're going to be. If they do not give you a contract, do not book with them because they are not obligated to be there if they don't give you a contract and they need to sign it and you need to sign it. Okay. 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 We are going to have this conversation probably again in a couple weeks, but for today, we're all going to say, Taylor, I understand I'm not booking with someone until I have a written contract from them with their business name on it, everything they're providing and the price. Got it. Okay. I love you. Thank you so much. Guys, I know it can be intimidating when it comes to speed dating your vendors because you want to make sure you have the dream team working on your big day, but you need to make sure you're asking those really hard questions. And honestly, if you can afford a planner, please get one so you can rely on them to help them navigate any of these difficult conversations. I have couples all the time emailing, calling, texting me saying, Hey, I love this person. I really want to book with them, but they say they can't give me a contract. What do I say back? And I'll, I'll write the email, you know, letting them know, Hey, we can't move forward until we have this in writing. And sometimes it's just because vendors don't know they haven't been asked for that, which blows my mind that you guys have not been asking for this for years, but sometimes it just takes a ask. They're not going to get offended. They're going to understand that you want to make sure that you are legally covered. You just have to make sure that you're asking the right questions. And if you don't feel comfortable, ask your planner to do that. That's what they're there for. Your planner is supposed to be your go-to person to be in your corner, have those difficult conversations for you. Make sure that, you know, contracts look right, that pricing looks right. If there's any red flags, you can discuss those with your planner and see if it's really a red flag or maybe you're just nervous. 
make sure that you are taking the time to vet your vendors and ask them all of these questions. Because once you find the right fit, your day is going to run smoothly and you're guaranteed to have a team that supports you and your new spouse on your big day. And that is the most priceless thing. I've had couples before who going into wedding day, they're like, you know, we're a little over budget, but you know, it is what it is. And they come out at the end of the day and they're like, you know what, that was worth every penny because we had the best day of our lives. It was so much fun and we didn't have to worry about anything. Like we know you guys had it under control. There wasn't a time that we looked up and were like worried about anything happening because we 100% believed in you guys going into the day and y'all took care of it seamlessly. And honestly, there's no better compliment (laughs) to get from a couple than them to say something like that. And that is how every single one of you deserve to feel going into your big day is knowing that you have a team on your side that's going to execute it perfectly. As always, it has been a pleasure giving you all some tangible wedding planning advice this week. We have a huge lineup of amazing guests coming up in the next month. We're going to have an officiant, a cake baker, a florist, a makeup artist, a DJ, a live wedding painter, and more. You guys, I'm so excited about all these people who have agreed to come on and give you guys so much wonderful advice. So if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening so that you'll get alerts every Wednesday morning when a new episode is released. I love you so much. I mean it. Have a great week. Thanks again for tuning in to Dazed and Engaged and trusting us party people to answer all your wedding planning questions. If you have a burning question and want to answer it on the podcast, head over to at Dazed and Engaged on Instagram and fill out the anonymous form in our bio, or you can email in your question to dazedandengagedpodcast at gmail.com. We might just be talking straight to you next week. Don't forget to follow, rate, and subscribe. It helps others to find the show. And tell all your engaged friends, co-workers, heck, even strangers on the street to listen in. Until next week, bye-bye party people.